Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the two megastars summer mashup. The awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for $0, so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions. Indianapolis, AFC South, Stampede Blue, let's air it out, fly route, let's air it out, topics, loaded like offense, Colt-centric, talk about it often. Welcome back to another Stampede Blue Colts cast, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming back. Uh, just finished our podcast going over the Colts news and notes. If you haven't seen that or listened to that, go check it out. Uh, right now, we're hitting on the wide receivers for the Indianapolis Colts doing our position breakdown, seeing what we've got for the 2018 season. We talked a little bit about this 20 or this wide receiver group um, in not so much in detail, but we've definitely talked about them, gotten a lot of, you know, kind of mixed reviews on this group um, because they, they appear so top heavy. We talked about this kind of what the team is seen as nationally. Um, not a lot, not a lot of people giving this Colts wide receiver crew any, any help at all, any love, most definitely. So <clears throat> we've got a lot of guys to break down. We've got a lot of guys to talk about kind of the, the potential of this group, who we see as maybe a breakout dude, um, somebody who's got a lot of work to do, which is quite a few of them, to be quite honest, and what exactly they need to prove, you know, for the most part uh, to make this roster and to be effective throughout the season. So uh, let's get into it a little bit. Zach Pasquale, or Pascal. We don't know a lot about him from Old Dominion, uh, but true to form, big body, 6'2", 220, uh, been in the league for a year out of Old Dominion, definitely a guy who is going to fit the mold, as you'll see, to the majority of these wide receivers on this list. These guys have been and have become one of the largest wide receiver groups that the Colts have ever had. Not this many guys do they have. They had two, you know, six two. 210, 220, and 205 plus. I can't remember it. Uh, if they have, it's been really sneaky because a lot of the receiving cores in the past, there just weren't very many guys like that. So, uh, like I said, Zach Pascal, he fits the uh, mold for what the Colts want out of here. Is he? Does he got wheels? We don't know a lot about this dude at all. At all. And there's a few of them that are like that in this group, which obviously is what the turnoff is nationally. However, um, there's a lot of guys on this receiving core that are going to pique the interest of everybody here pretty soon. So, and here's one, Casey Williams, not 
much to talk about other than his potential. The dude's fast. The dude's tall. He's heavy. I mean, he's got it all right now. 6'2", 220. Uh, again, a lot of wheels. He he just hasn't had a lot of targets in the NFL. He was, played uh, for Seattle. They liked him. I think he got hurt one year in training camp. They cut him. Uh, there was a kind of a big deal <clears throat> about it, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that they cut him because they really wanted to keep him. At least that's what they were saying uh, you know, allowed that they wish they could have kept him to just some things, this and that and the other. And like I said, I think he got injured, uh, in 2016. Um, the Browns scooped him up off waivers. The Browns kept him through the 2017 season. He only played in seven games. He didn't have a lot of targets or anything like that. Um, there's just not a lot of in-game experience from him or not in-game experience, but a lot to take away from what we saw from him. Boward loved him then when the Browns you know picked him as far as I can remember the Colts put in a waiver claim for him the Browns obviously because they're terrible forever uh got the pick you know were able to scoop him up Boward liked him that then Boward ended up picking him up off waivers from Buffalo or from Cleveland Colts got him now he's one of the guys who's not being talked about at all I'm really really excited to see what he can offer like I said big body wheels uh, he's got a lot that he proved on the field in the in preseason. So um, that I know that doesn't go a long way with people, but the the guy's got potential for sure. He's got a lot of potential uh, if he can be a good route runner and if he can prove to stay on task. You know what I mean? For the most part, I think that it'll be very interesting to see what he can prove um, and what he can really show off because he's got a ton of skills. This dude is super talented, uh, especially for a guy who's never talked about. Um, Steve Ishmael, 6'2", 212, out of Syracuse. Um, a lot of people love this guy. A lot of people love him. There's going to be a lot of big – there's a lot of competition for that big-body guy, possession receiver, and I think that's what the Colts are really looking for with the majority of this group that they don't have the experience about. I mean, let's let's be honest and kind of cut, cut to the chase here. They know what they've got in T.Y., they know what they can have in Chester Rogers if he's healthy all year. I mean, after that, you've got, you know, several other guys fighting for that number three spot, but then you've got to have somebody who can roll in as that number three receiver and be the possession guy, but also be able to take the, the top off of the defense occasionally. That's what they're looking for. And I think those are, I mean, it's more than obvious that that's been their target. They've got a lot of guys on here. I think that can do that, uh, that not many people know about. So uh, Ishmael is a guy that a lot of people are stoked about. They want to see what he can provide. I want to see what he can provide as well. This is going to be, like I said, I've told you this probably three or four times. This wide receiver crew is going to be one of the funnest and most exciting groups, in my opinion, to watch because they're all athletic. They've all got wheels, size, wingspan. Uh, you know, they're all fairly athletic and most, some of them extremely athletic. It's going to be a fun camp for wide receivers, especially when one of these guys breaks out because we're going to have a wide receiver get busy this year. And it's not going to be just T.Y. or it's not going to be just Chester or just whatever. We're going to see some breaking out from one of these young guys, in my opinion. Uh, Ryan Grant, the next guy. Uh, been described, you guys were here when we had Zach Hicks on. He was talking about he'd been watching him for the skins, you know, for a while. Not that flashy guy, he says, just a guy who's going to do everything right. The Colts need that guy, too. You know, Grant's not a small dude, six hundred or six foot two oh five. Um, you know, he he's gonna be I think he I don't think he's going to get 
really the attention that a lot of the other guys do because some of the other guys have the ability to be very dynamic. And that's from what I understand, not necessarily something that Ryan Grant is as a football player, as a receiver. So the Colts do need that special guy, that, that guy who can run the right route, be on the, you know, be, if nobody else is, he can be the guy who's on with the timing with Andrew Luck. That's a guy who has a spot on any roster, regardless of where he's at on the depth chart. So Grant will be a guy that I'm interested to watch. I don't, I don't have high expectations for Ryan Grant just because I think that this group is going to be floor. I mean, just this group is full of youth. And I just think that some of these guys are going to outshine him in camp. This is just my opinion. I, I would probably, even though the Colts signed him, I just think that he's going to be somebody that we talk about is not having that great camp. Is he going to be, you know, I don't know. Who is he going to be? He's going to be the guy that's just never flashy, never turns anybody's head, but makes the roster, maybe. Um, but, I, I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of dynamic pieces that can go into this wide receiver core, and I wonder if he'll actually – in our minds of watching camp and, and watching preseason, if he'll be the guy that earns it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And I'm not trying to take anything away from him, just my personal opinion on what the Colts have here that I don't think a lot of people are taking uh, into account. Uh, Reese Fountain, another guy, come in. This dude is uber athletic, will go up and get a ball, can rise. If you guys seen any of his Instagram stuff, jumping with weights attached to him, you know, hitting his head on the ceiling, this dude is a leaper. He's got nice length to him. Uh, even He's 6'2 and 210, and he don't look like it. He looks like a beanpole. Reminds me of kind of a um, maybe a lesser uh, physical-looking Derek uh, Rogers as far as kind of build, you know what I mean, slim. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for, for Darius Fountain. I think that he's going to be a guy who really battles for that three and four spot. That's look. Oh, your my explanation of excitement does not mean he's going to supplant Ty T Y Hilton as the next number one. Mine is coming in, making an immediate impact uh, in tw- you know thirty to forty catches on the year, and being a guy that they can build on for the years coming. I think Darius Fountain is that guy as well. I think he is a guy who's going to be here for a while. He's got a lot of fun pieces if he can stay healthy. And uh, continue and show his athleticism. Be a good route runner. Learn, uh, you know, really develop in that area. Really develop as a route runner and as a guy who can run anything in the route tree. That's going to help him. It's it's a necessity for him at this point. That's just the way it is. So um, that's just you know what we're going to have to wait and see because he's one of the guys I'm really excited about. Uh, Dion Kane, another guy. We've seen him making some you know, major strides in OTAs. We know what he's got. Uh, the excitement is there for him, right? I mean, this guy is a big physical dude, 6'2", six two, uh, six two, 200. Uh, another one, young coming up, 21 year old as a rookie. Um, really showed what he could do as a junior, uh, you know, be, being that guy. I mean, you know, Fountain had, what, 2,000 yards throughout his career you know, almost a thousand yards as a senior. Whereas, you know, Dion Kane was a guy with real, real similar, uh, stats as far as total yards in his last two years, right around 725. But you see his first two years being, 
uh, the mate, the big yards per catch. And then you see the lesser yards per catches uh, as tw- at 2017. And it makes you feel like he wasn't as productive. Well, he didn't have Deshaun Watson. He's going to have Andrew Luck. You know, this is a big deal. This is a guy who can get him the ball in space, deep, along the sideline, opposite hash, uh, bubble screens, just whatever. I think Deion Kane adds a ton to this wide receiver core. As a just a guess here, my opinion is that Deion Kane is in a heated battle for that number three wide receiver spot. I think that's going to be one of the exciting ones. Is Ryan Grant running the perfect route, not fast, not dynamic, not making the great catches, not being able to take the top off the defense potentially? Or Deion Kane, a guy who's maybe not as refined as a route runner, but has the ability to catch everything and can get deep. It's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited for that. Deion Kane offers a ton uh, to this offense, is my, in my opinion. A ton of excitement, really. He and Fountain both. But I'm, I think that everybody is really on board with Deion Kane right now. James Wright, don't know much about him. Three years in the league. Uh, very similar to you know what we know about any of them, really, uh, for the most part. I just don't think that, um, like I said, there's just so many guys in here that are, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just have that, have everything that he's got. I mean, they all have the size. They've all got the speed. They've all got the, the length. Um, he's played in 24 games over the last two seasons. He's only caught 18 catches. That's, I mean, it depends on what you're looking at. And, and, and actually those were 2014 and 2016 numbers. So he's had some ups and downs, not even making the roster in a couple of the past years. Um, he's got a long road ahead of him as far as I'm concerned, because a lot of the competition above him, in my opinion, and for what I've seen, so at least out of two or three of these guys is that they are going to be better. Uh, James Wright is one of the guys at the bottom of this list for me right now. So T.Y. Hilton, we know what he's going to bring. He's going to bring five to ten, uh, five to seven touchdowns every year. He's going to probably get over a thousand yards. He's going to be the big Colts over uh, receiver over the top. What they need to do with him is be able to move him seamlessly in between being out as the X or being at the, even even at the Z or the, in the slot. They've got to be able to move him anywhere. Um, him working off the tight end uh, as the Z kind of makes me more excited because I think the more you can get him and some of the Colts tight ends on the same side of the field and have them work off of each other, I think that's the that's better because you get two completely different defenders off of those guys, um, especially in a zone or, or especially in a man where you can cross them up. I think T.Y. Hilton is going to be a guy who's going to flourish in this system um, but you're not going to see a massive improvement because the guy already gets over a thousand yards almost perennial or annually. And like I said, he's going to get that four to seven, five to seven touchdowns, maybe eight, uh, per season. That's going to happen. And he is going to get loose deep. It is going to happen. So we know what we're getting out of T Y Hilton, Dre Anderson, um, six, two, one ninety, a little slimmer than some of the other guys. He's an interesting one for me too. Um, I think that he's kind of in, in this battle, I think they're all in it, but he's in it kind of initially. I think that he kind of fits too much of what um, the rest of these guys are. Like I said, I don't. he's not faster than the guys that outweigh him 10, 15 pounds. He's not bigger than the guy, I mean, obviously, than the guys that are his size. He can't out-jump very many of them. This is a guy who is, at, is near the bottom as well, probably above James Wright. 
but you know, you just never know. It, it these guys are going to be fun to watch for sure, but we don't know a lot about him. There's not a lot of, you know, a lot of experience with him. Uh, but there, he matches the mold too much of what other guys match as well. And I think some of those guys are better. It, that's just the way it is at the jump. KJ Brent, the Colts, the coaches love him a little slimmer himself, six three two hundred. So, um, he's going to be one to watch. The Colts really like him. He's another guy who has, he kind of followed a similar trajectory to, uh, Christian Hogan was pulled up to the season last year or to the regular, uh, roster last year, the active roster after Hogan was hurt. He was the guy that they used to put in his place, a little lighter version, but he's heavily in the mix. As far as I'm concerned, KJ Brent is a guy that the Colts love. There's going to have to be some other guys that really bust him out. I think that at best, he's probably the wide receiver five, six, um, and more than likely six. Just my, I mean, that's kind of his ceiling for going into the season. Let me put it that way. Chester Rogers, again, Mr. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he's pretty reliable. A guy who's played in 25 games in the last two seasons, hasn't had a ton of catches, 42 um, not even a thousand yards receiving in the league, but suffered some injury, but he's a great route runner. We saw how comfortable Andrew Luck was with him in 2016. He was a guy that he targeted quite a bit. He was a guy that he wanted to bring in, especially late in the season. Rogers was running those deep square ends or just, you know, anything on the comebacks or whatever. And Luck was looking for him because he felt comfortable enough in Chester Rogers to get him that. Chester Rogers has been out there with Luck in California. They've sat, they've had workouts before. Chester Rogers, to me, is the number two for this team unless they have a different, uh, you know, a different look or a different vision that they want for the Colts' number two receiver. They want him to be that bigger guy, that bigger possession guy, and have Rodgers kind of switching in and out, kind of doing the ring around the rosy uh, the same way that T.Y. Hilton is. You know, Rodgers is is taller than Hilton, but he's he's not much heavier. You know, I mean, uh, 185 is his, you know, probably target weight. That's what he's been for the past couple years. I mean, and T.Y. isn't, isn't heavy, he's, but they're – within a couple pounds of each other and ty is a couple inches shorter so think about it that way rogers is a little slimmer hopefully he can continue to you know stay durable because ultimately that's what is going to matter for him they had him penciled in last year as a number three as far as i'm concerned that was ahead of um whatever I, i i think that that i think they had him ahead of moncrief i'm pretty sure that they did so Rodgers definitely has the attention of these guys. Ballard was here to watch him last year. Ballard was one of the guys that really liked him. They still really like him. Um, He's got to prove a lot, though, just the same. I think Chester Rodgers is one of those guys we need to watch out for. He's a guy who's going to be productive and is going to be very interesting going into the season. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the last couple guys, kind of give our predictions for the season. Um, as far as with this group and and see what we've got. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. 
They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code BLUECOLTS when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice, whether it's who to play in fantasy, who's going to win, who's going to be a top performer. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. You guys know by now I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, individual bets, team bets. They've got it all, guys. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. I just did that literally the other day. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use my promo code BLUECOLTS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use my promo code BLUECOLTS when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Lay down some cash and win big today. All right. We're coming back to one of my favorites on this roster. And that might be one of my... I've just kind of been hammering him home and hammering him home. And you guys know him, Krishan Hogan, 6'3", 222. He's got wheels. He's a local guy. I know it doesn't matter, but it's exciting. Um, came in, got injured, you know, uh, towards the end of the last season. He's got a road to come back to. I just hope that he's full go, which it sounds like he is, uh, for camp. Because I think he's got a ton to offer. I think he's a guy who can work in the slot because he's so big, almost as another tight end as far as size-wise, matchup-wise. Um, he can. He definitely has the wheels. He's got the length. I mean, Krishan Hogan's an exciting guy to me. I, I mean, he is really an exciting guy, and not to just make the roster and haul in 20, 30 catches. I think this guy honestly has number two wide receiver potential. Dead serious. If he is the guy and he shows what they can do in camp, you can't turn this kind of thing down for a number two receiver, in my opinion. Uh, everything's my opinion. It's my show. That's what. That's why it, why it is. But <laughs> I love this dude. I'm excited to watch him. Um, he and Ross Travis have been the two guys that I will die on their hill because I just think they've got massive amounts of potential in the league. They've got that size that everybody wants. They've got the length and the ability to catch the ball, and Hogan and Travis are both really pretty good route runners as well. Um, but you know, Hogan is that guy to me, like I said, number two potential in this league. He's not a number one, mainly because number ones aren't those guys. I mean, number ones aren't those big body guys 
because he he can take the lid off the defense, but he's not going to be asked to do it a lot. You're that big, and you're that fast, and you have that type of uh, you know ability to catch. They're going to use you everywhere. They're going to use him across the middle. They're going to use him in the flats. They're going to use him up the sideline. They're going to use him in the middle of the field. I mean, this is all what you want out of a big physical receiver. He's a mat. He's yoked. This. Krishan Hogan is my guy for this year. Watch him shoot up the depth chart. If I'm wrong, I don't care because I think that he's definitely the guy who has it, has the potential to do it. I hope he stays healthy this year because we've seen it in the past. Receivers, especially when you're not, you're not on the field, you're not a guy who's being watched and evaluated constantly and playing and getting the experience, you're not going to hang around in the league, period. So I really want to see Krishan Hogan hit that next spot, that next step, because I think once he makes the roster, he's going to climb. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to dart past a couple guys. Um, it'll be fun watching, I think him and Dion Kane on the same field at the same time, uh, along with T Y and or Chester. I think that that offers them a lot of versatility with what they've got there. So I'm pretty excited about that. Now we're going to hit this last guy, Sean Tavis Jones, six, three, two, 10, You've heard this story before. Speed, length, uh, he's, got, he's got all of the makings of what the Colts want at that wide receiver position. I mean, look, the only one under six foot is T.Y. The only ones that are six foot are Chester and Ryan Grant. So that tells you everybody's six one, six two, six three. other than the outside of that, um, especially the guys – that they drafted so that's kind of their target for wide receiver now you don't have the big physical guy in Reese Fountain right now I don't think I think you've got the potential for it with Deion Kane, but he's not there yet I think that you've got it in a guy like Krishan Hogan I think you've got it in a guy uh, like Deion Kane soon you know what I'm saying I think that that's him soon but I also think you might have it in Case and Williams so, I mean, I just think that a lot of these guys fit their mold. They're going to be interesting to watch. I'm really excited about this group this year. Don't hang your heads about them just because everybody's talking them down. Don't talk about, yeah, but who's Andrew Luck going to throw to? Because you're going to hear that a lot. Don't listen to it. Watch what happens in camp. These guys are going to be precise. They're going to be hands catchers or they won't make the team. P- plain and simple. Uh, I hope that Reggie if he comes back and is actually present at training camp, which I believe he's supposed to, uh, I think that they really have to find guys that are legit and put them on there because they were cool or they're good or they can catch a a cool pass in in camp. That's not okay. Bring guys in who are going to kick ass because I think they've got a lineup. However they divvy it up, I think they've got a really good lineup this year. So let's talk about this group in general. Um, I think that you've got a lot of potential for this entire group as a whole. I don't think that you've got necessarily a a 10 touchdown type team here. I just don't think you've got that. Um, they, they, they have so much, they have so much of the right build at the position. They've got so much of the right attributes, the speed the you know the length i mean just so many things about this team are really exciting they're just waiting 
you know what I'm saying, to break out. <clears throat> so I'm excited for this group as a whole. I think this is going to be one of the most exciting, um, most one of the most revelatory wide receiver groups that the Colts have had in years. You're going to see uh, the ball getting completely tossed around. I mean, look, <clears throat> Doyle, Ebron, Hilton, Rodgers, uh, whoever number three is. And then you've got running backs, uh, Wilkins, Mack, Hines. Andrew Luck, by design, is going to be all over the field. That's going to be fun. You can He's going to be able to read defenses, see the, any double teams. He's going to be able to see any coverage lapses that are looking what, what the Colts are trying to attack. Frank Reich's going to give him the ability to attack those weaknesses. And whoever it is, it's going to be somebody new or whoever's open. And that's good. I don't want to see Andrew Luck working off of progressions where he's never hitting that first guy. Frank Reich has to instill into him, take the six yards on first down. Take the four yards on first down. Do what you can to get yourself in a rhythm. I think Andrew Luck is going to be phenomenal this year. I think this wide receiver group is going to be phenomenal this year. And I think that they are going to work really well off of each other. And everybody's going to be talking about it. I'm telling you. this is a, Like I said, this is a group that I really love going into this season, all based on potential. So I think that you've got at least 1,000 yards out of T.Y. Hilton. <clears throat> I think you've got a solid uh, – I think you've got at least two other guys – in here somewhere, depending on how everything shakes out, whether it be Rodgers and Kane, whether it be Grant and Rodgers or somebody else, you've got two guys on this roster, aside from T.Y. Hilton, <clears throat> who can reach five, 600 receiving yards. That's necessary because you're going to have those <clears throat> two and 300 yard receivers throughout the season. Those guys are going to be moved in, um, shuffled in and out of the lineup occasionally. Those guys come in, too, and get some passes. There's going to be a lot of passes to the running backs. So I think that that's more, a more successful season than you think. You've got – look, that to me is what? If I said five, 600 yards, so that's 1,000 yards. That's two, you know, 2,200 yards just between three guys receiving uh, for passing for Andrew Luck. So I, I really like what these guys have. I like the potential with Frank Reich, what he can bring into this group, and how – Guys, look, I'm just going to quit it, and I'm going to leave you on this with this wide receiver group. This group is going to be one of the best wide receiver groups in the division. This wide receiver group is going to take everybody by surprise. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Andrew Luck's going to look like a freaking MVP candidate at some point because he's got these wide receivers uh, completely on, pay, on, on task with what he's doing. Frank Reich's doing a good job getting these guys on point. And Nick Sirianni is going to be a guy who's going to be there and he's going to be critical in uh, red zone attempts. He's going to be critical on third down attempts because those are some of the some of the things, some of the responsibilities that Sirianni is going to have within this offense, similar to how Reich was under Doug Peterson. So these are going to be exciting times. I'm ready for this wide receiver group. Don't sleep on them. Don't sleep on them. And don't let me hype them up. Go look at some of these guys. Go look at Chester Rogers. Watch what he did in the past. Go look at T.Y. You know what he's going to bring. Uh, but go look at De some of Deion Kane's uh, college film. Go look at some of Reese Fountain's highlights. I know that you can't uh, see the kind of player off highlights, but 
look at the highlights, see what he does do well, and then think about how they can develop him in a system with Andrew Luck and with Frank Reich designing the system and these guys in the, in the excellent coaching staff I think that the Colts have this year. That's what should be exciting to you. you know, Go check out Deion Kane's film. Watch his games. That guy can play, and it's going to be fun to watch. Go watch some of, you know, Krishan Hogan's going to be very hard to find, but he killed it at the combine. He's got everything that you want uh, in, a, in a receiver, the guy who can be at multiple levels, multiple speeds, run multiple routes. It's going to be fun. So uh, I'm excited about the wide receiver group. I'm excited about camp in general. It's going to be a great year. Um, no matter what we end up getting as far as final record, I think that this wide receiver core is going to be a big part of helping it develop and move on. I think we're going to find a base here of this wide receiver core for the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So uh, that is it with our positional breakdowns. No more of those this year. We get into camp tomorrow. We get. I will be at camp on Friday. Uh, I'm probably going to skip Saturday, and I'm going to go down back down on Sunday. So I'm going to get as much time at camp over the next couple of weeks as I can possibly get to. We're going to have Chris Blystone down there as well on Friday. You guys will be catching some of his tweets. Uh, but follow us at Stampede Blue. Get StampedeBlue.com. Make sure you guys are getting all your news and analysis there. We're going to be talking about a little bit of everything. Podcast going to amp up. Try to get some video and some uh, all kinds of good stuff You know, through camp. It's going to be a lot of fun in preparation for a really exciting 2018 season. So thank you guys all for coming back. I will talk to you next time right here on the Colts cast. Stampede Blue. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder 
business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.